people ask me where I get all this cool custom design shit. At Happy Cat Designs, I can shop through their mini collections or work together with them to customize my own. Whether you're looking for customized quality apparel, print media, or promotional products, the folks at Happy Cat can customize your ideas and make something truly unique. They work with the best vendor partners and products to not only achieve, but effectively express your concepts and visions. To find out more, visit happycatdesign.com. Get fucking happy. Welcome to this special pop-up episode of Satanic Study Hall. You're in class with me, Dennis Morningstar, your friendly neighborhood Satanist. <laughs> I am joined by a really, really good friend of mine in Study Hall today who is uh, a part of another school that we are rivals with, but I was able to make a friend there. So let me introduce my friend, Dustin. Hey, how you doing, Dustin? Welcome to uh, Satanic Study Hall. Hello. How are you? I am well. And yourself? I'm hanging in there. Good. Glad to hear you. Christmas is only a week away, so. Oh my God, it is. That's right. I forgot. Holy shit. Got to get ready for Yuletide and Soul Invictus. Uh, um, so a little little backstory. I met Dustin on TikTok. He is a satanic uh, educator on there and huge following. He's extremely intelligent and he has been in the satanic community for longer than anybody listening could imagine. Um, so I cannot wait to get into his story. So please, Dustin, take it away. Tell us kind of your your early childhood into finding Satanism and and where you are today. Okay, well, um, obviously, as you mentioned, that uh, we met each other through TikTok. Um, I decided to start making TikToks about a year ago, um, educating on Satanism, because I saw a lot of misinformation out there where um, either Satanic content creators were uh, perpetuating the myths surrounding Satanism and weren't really giving good, uh, you know, resourceful educational videos. So I started making it that way. Um, I have been a Satanist for almost 26 years now. Uh, it'll be 26 years in March. Um, I converted to Satanism, if you want to use that word, uh, when I was 12 years old. What happened pretty much was that uh, my grandmother who my mother and I were living with at the time uh, is a Roman Catholic and she tried to indoctrinate me into her religion uh, behind my mother's back because my mother was, uh, you know, a Satanist at the time, but nobody really knew that or understood that. They just knew that my mother was a free spirit, but they didn't know actually what terms that would fall in um so between the ages of like six and eight uh my grandmother tried to indoctrinate me into catholicism but it just wasn't taking i had too many questions you know especially for you know the likes of the sunday school teachers mm -hmm. and you know stuff like that so uh, I just wanted to jump in. You say your grandmother was trying to, you know, get you all involved in Catholicism and all that. Now, when she was doing this behind your mother's back, did she like try and take you and like force a baptism on you or anything of the sort? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, because she, you know, she had me going to a CCD, which was an after school uh, religious program. Mm-hmm. You I know, went. Every, when, every Wednesday, yeah, uh, I would go to CCD. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, you haven't been baptized yet. You haven't been baptized yet. And that was, you know, when I was the in-between time, that was when I was seven. Uh, and... I was like, you know, I, 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 I still don't feel like I should be baptized. Like I, I don't understand enough about this, you know, and I don't really get it. And I think baptism is like a really big deal and I, I don't think I should do it. And my grandmother just really, really, really tried to get me into it. Like, mm. she's like, don't you want to be saved? And you know, other <laughs> stuff like that. And so it was after a year of listening to that, I finally went to my mom and I was like, mom, I got to tell you something. Um, it's, you know, those every Wednesday where grandma would pick me up from school and we'd allegedly go get ice cream as a mid is a midweek treat. And mom's like, yeah. I was like, um, actually, I've been going to church and my mom flipped out. She's oh, like, sure. what? I mean, she read the right act to my grandmother, which trust. I've never heard such colorful words come out of my mother at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so at eight years old, I, I, you know, my mother made it very, very clear that to my grandmother that I wasn't interested in uh, Catholicism. And, you know, it was wrong of her to try to influence me at such an impressionable age and, you know, other stuff like that. And so my mom came to me and said, listen, if you are feeling spiritually conflicted and if you feel like you're ready for it um, and try to develop a greater sense of spirituality and purpose and and things like that i fully encourage you to investigate all different paths i want you to go to the library i'll drive you to the library like she drove me to the public library and got me my library card um and she goes look there's tons of books on religion and spirituality that you can read if you don't understand something you can either come to me or we can look somebody up in the phone book to help answer your questions so if you have a question about judaism maybe we can get in contact with a local synagogue and you can speak to a rabbi if you have questions about muslim you know we can go we can get in contact with the sick temple uh it you you know she was very very encouraging and supportive Mm -hmm. and she goes i want you to reach your own conclusion Like, I want you to find something that gives you a sense of spiritual purpose and fulfillment. So for the next several years, I took my time, you know, uh, reading up on different religions and paths and like Buddhism, Confucianism, Taoism, all different sects and and some of them were great and i was just like okay these are nice like this makes sense but i don't think i'm ready for that level of commitment yet you know or dedication um i'll just you know try to keep an open mind um and so it just so happened that when i was close it was getting close to my 12th birthday um and 
I happened to be in my mother's room and I noticed behind her headboard, you know, behind her pillow, she had a stack of books. And I said, well, what are those? And she goes, oh, those are the books for what I believe in. And I said, well, what do you believe in? She go, And she sits up and she goes, I am what you would call a Satanist. And then, of course, I already knew the name Satan, uh, you know, from the Christian Bible. So uh, I said, Satan is like the, the bad guy from the Bible. And she goes, not exactly what you would think. Uh, and then, of course, that kind of snowballed into me asking her some questions, you know, in that mm-hmm. meeting right that in there. So she turns around and she grabs a copy of her satanic Bible. The purple one, first edition, you know Ooh, what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she, she, she hands it to me and... She goes, here, I want you to read this. And I I would love if you have any questions, come to me. Take your time. I want you to really challenge yourself, Dustin, because you are not going to understand page 15 if you don't understand page 14. Mm -hmm. Go back and reread the pieces of paper as many times as you need to. And if you need to take a break and ask a question, please come to me. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll I'll give it a shot. Uh, As soon as I opened that book, it was like a freaking scene from Hocus Pocus where, you know, uh, Danny and Allison are like, you know, they open up the spell book and it (laughs) lights up and like a beam of light shoots out of the ceiling. Like, I I think that was like it for me because with the moment I opened that book, it just spoke to me and it felt like a homecoming mm-hmm. and it felt like something that j- it, it just made sense. Right. You know, and uh, there was, you know, there's just a sense of like, I've already been naturally living like this without any influence, without any indoctrination this is how I've been living my life and how I've been thinking about things like this just was like something that literally reached out, you know, how Christians talk about, you know, Oh, God spoke to me. Well, I guess in this sense, Satan spoke to me because it was like the book reached up and gave me a big old hug. Um, So I really, read that book from cover to cover as a matter of fact i smashed that in about a couple in a couple of days um mm-hmm. and i went back and i reread it a second time and after i read it the second time i gave it back to my mother and she goes do you have any questions and of course i asked her a few questions that i had and she answered them very thoroughly and very honestly um and i said well mom according to this book the most sacred holiday for a Satanist is their birthday. Uh, my birthday is coming up and I would like to be a Satanist. I, I think this is what's meant for me. And she goes, are you sure? You know, like you, you've investigated all these other different religions, but 
are you sure this is the one that you want to sit on? Of course, you can change your mind at a later date. Um, mm. But as of right now, is this something that you that you want to learn more about, more in depth? And I was like, absolutely. And of course, she was just ecstatic. She was so excited. Um, so uh, then on my 12th birthday, my mother you know made it as like my official coming out of the dark closet Mm -hmm. you know which is you know kind of like a welcome to satanism and then of (laughs) course from that moment forward she educated me not only on uh, satanism but ritual practices holidays and then of course she opened up to me about her personal experiences with satanism and i found out about her being an og coven member from uh, you know, San Francisco and knowing Anton LaVey personally and and knowing him with the Order of the Trapezoid and just she opened up to me about everything and I was just absolutely mind blown. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't think you could have told me that you knew <laughs> the man who wrote this book before I started reading it? I was about to say, like, we can't just breeze over that. We're going to have to circle <laughs> back around to that for a second. <laughs> the, we are definitely coming back to that, so put a pin in it. <laughs> from that moment on, um, you know, she had some amazing stories to share. And, you know, just it, it was so fascinating to get a insider's perspective on the early days of the church of satan which i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. so um yeah she had some amazing stories yeah that's awesome i love it you 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 actually um i know your listeners can't really see but we will be posting a picture with it this man right here has held up and showed us and i think he's about yep there it is he is holding currently the pendant that anton levey himself wore when he was in the order of the trapezoid it is absolutely beautiful it's a trapezoid with a pentagram that has a what is that a pitchfork in the middle of it and then the backside mm-hmm. has what is oh it's it's his bat oh my god fuck yes look at that thing i'm sorry guys i'm like fucking freaking out over here that's beautiful that's absolutely beautiful yeah, this was given to the coven members um, of the Order of the Trapezoid, but he himself, he wore some, he wore the, he wore something like this, but he also wore a pendant that was kind of coffin shaped. Okay. Um, and it had uh, like the the pentagram and the pitchfork in it, and then there's another one that has the three sixes on it, kind of like a swirly design um which i've seen pictures of but uh this was the one that my mother wore oh okay um, yeah now you yeah, say the swirly which, design are you talking kind of like the one from the omen like the 19 <laughs> was it 1976 omen movie no well kind of well not like where the three sixes are part of one symbol mm. it's just the sixes like they're separate and they look kind of swirly or like like they were drawn like they were drawn with a crayon (laughs) nice yeah i mean it's it's pretty but uh i've only seen pictures of it i haven't actually seen it up close okay well let's continue on with your story like i said we're gonna swing back around to your mom (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously the church of Satan, um, is not a fan of indoctrination at a young age because mm-hmm. that 
stuff is better left for the Christians. Um, so mom said, okay, well, you can start identifying um, as a Satanist what you like, but you cannot become an official member um, of the Church of Satan until you turn 14. Um, so you have to be at least uh, 14 years old in order to be a member of the Church of Satan. So I was like, okay. You know, there's no problem. So for two years, you know, I just self-identified as a as a Satanist and didn't require, you know, any card carrying membership or anything like that. Um, on my 14th birthday, though, um, that's when we celebrated me submitting uh, my application for the Church of Satan. And then, of course, submitted membership fees, you know, and mm. stuff like that and got my card, you know, and stuff in the mail six to eight weeks later um and so i've been a card carrying member since then and uh, and to move up within the church of satan you have to pretty much be in contact with them and making sure that they are aware of personal accomplishments or advances that you have made in an effort to better the the church of satan and that's how you can pretty much like work your way up the ladder so uh i'm amigas with with the church of satan so i mean you've been at it for 26 years right. so <laughs> yeah you said you're a, a fifth level magus now uh fifth degree yes okay. fifth degree of course within the church of satan that means like practically nothing because uh within the hierarchy of the church of satan you have the council of nine which is like the the big wigs like those are the high the highest ups mm -hmm. uh basically and then you have the grand high megas which is like the ceo or you know the president if you were uh and then the council of nine and then underneath the council of nine you have the high meguses or the cardinals the high meguses and you know kind of like trickle down effect Back when I joined the Church of Satan, we used to have uh, grotto masters. We don't have them anymore. Uh, that that was disbanded uh, shortly after Anton's death, actually. But uh, there used to be grotto leaders and, you know, it was a little bit more organized back in the day. But, you know, with the Church of Satan, we've always been uh, very stoic and in the mm -hmm. background and kind of minding our own business. We really don't take center stage when it comes to. Uh, Not until know, Peter Gilmore takes control. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I do think that was probably, um, you know, Lucian Greaves response, you know, to the Church of Satan when when Lucian formed the Satanic Temple. He's like, listen, I really love this philosophy. I think it's great, but you guys aren't doing anything about mm, it. You right. know, like you have like you're not doing anything with it. Um, I And I think that's, you know, how he, you know, co-founded the Satanic Temples. He's kind of like, let's try to see if this could move into more of a, a more of a activist group instead right. of just just hanging out in the background not really doing anything <laughs> yeah it kind of seemed like way back in the day when anton was running it was more more hands-on and things of that sort and then like you said it kind of fell stagnant in, in the background um so yeah that's definitely in I, I agree with you in my in my opinion why the temple popped up the way it did and is is just so hands-on and proactive and really getting our name out there as satanists you know once again oh, yeah. i gotta say that i'm not representing the satanic temple in any way i'm just talking for myself and just saying as us satanists not as us members oh yeah it's just um you know and obviously from an official standpoint the 
Church of Satan, you know, which is Gilmore's influence, I think, um, saying how the Satanic Temple is not real Satanist mm-hmm. and how if you're Luciferian, you're not a real Satanist. If you're a theistic in any way, you're not a real Satanist. And where the only true Satanism is uh, through the Church of Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh and I can tell you right now that that I was about to say Satan, but um, Anton LaVey was not about gatekeeping. He was not for that because he wanted people to not only see the uh, you know double standards and the the fallacies going on within the Christian Church to the point where they'd they'd be welcome to an alternative or to another answer. Um, so he was not about gatekeeping. I know I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when um, Megas Gilmore took over, uh, he poisoned a lot of the Levian doctorates with his own philosophies, mm-hmm. um, which now comes with a lot of uh, stigmatism around that, you know, because if you tell people that you're Church of Satan, they're automatically going to think of Peter Gilmore and they're going to think of the might is right mentality mm-hmm. and the racial singularity and how gatekeeping we are and everything like that. And so that's why I always make it a point to explain to people, I am church of Satan. I am a Levian Satanist. I am not a Gilmore Satanist. A mm-hmm. Gilmore Satanist is somebody that believes in those mentalities. Obviously you are aware of, Father TikTok. Gilmore or uh, Father yeah. Venter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, content creators on TikTok that are Church of Satan, but they are Gilmore Satanists. Yes. So therefore, very heavily um, Gilmore Satanists. Yeah. And so I have to clarify it's like, I am Levain. Mm-hmm. I follow Anton Levay's doctorates to the T, you know, and they go, oh, well, Anton Levay said might is right. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. he was talking about knowledge. He wasn't talking about racial singularity. He was talking about if knowledge is power, then gods are we. Like, that's what mm-hmm. he was saying. He wasn't talking about, like, one race being, you know, a superior to another. Like, you, you like, no, he was not for that. Right. For heaven's sake, and pardon the pun here, but he hung out with Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. was a constant guest at uh, the Black House in, in San Francisco. He was a constant guest there. He They hung out all the time. My mother had proof of that, and she would tell me stories about She would recall when they'd be hanging out in the Red Room, and Anton and Jane Mansfield would just come casually walking through, you know, talking, suiting the shit like it's nothing. Same goes with Sammy Davis Jr., where him and Sammy Davis Jr. would have these private, um, you know, consort talks behind closed doors and like, you know, Anton's uh, den, you know, or what have you, while everybody else is hanging out in the red room, you know, like he might be having these philosophical discussions or what have you. So I know that Anton Levy is probably rolling in his grave, weeping at what's become of his church because, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Carla, after the death of her dad, she tried to um, break off from Peter Gilmore's, uh, you know, influence and teachings and founded uh, the first church of Satan. Mm -hmm. 
and so she she tried that and it kind of dissolved and it kind of you know fizzled out you know which was unfortunate um because it's it's kind of hard to take away from something that's already built itself on something that's really strong um but she 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 tried forming that separate church built off of her father's original teachings and doctorates. Right, right. And there were actually a lot of shoot offs of the Church of Satan there because of a lot of the stuff that was going on. Now, um, bringing in another another name uh, with, with people that are, are like higher up and, and really hands on in the Church of Satan. Um, Anton's daughter herself, uh, is Zena still like anywhere involved or is she completely backed away from the church done her own thing because i know like her boyfriend or husband at the time had started the order of the werewolves and the order of the vampire and they were kind of like branching off on their own thing god the last you know it wasn't the last thing that she did but i mean the, the last thing i looked up about her she was doing that interview it was in the 90s but um there was the interview about uh, interviewing the first Satanist family, and then there was the second one where it was her and and uh, her boy sitting down, just kind of. It was post Anton's death, and they were kind of talking about the direction of the church. It was really the last major hands-on thing I saw from her. So I just wanted to know, like, really, where is she going with it? Is she still anywhere involved? Or nope, not at all. None of the original children are involved with. Um the church of Satan anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even Anton's, uh, grandson was once, you know, associated with the church of Satan and, you know, had some influence, but has since had, uh, not only because he was the first, uh, child actually baptized mm-hmm. into the church of Satan. Um, but he got into some legal trouble, um, and started, uh, becoming you know kind of like the black sheep of the black sheep if you think that's possible (laughs) but uh it started becoming a bigger problem and so uh you know they they excommunicated him uh they they basically said okay you're you're not associated with us anymore and ripped up his baptismal certificate and everything and you know pretty much kicked him to the curb going goodbye and so the the same thing you know is with the rest of the family where the uh levays don't have anything to do with the Mm -hmm. church of satan anymore yeah that's crazy to hear too like you know i'm sure some of it had to do with peter gilmore and and what he was doing with the with the church and i'm sure some people's views have changed oh yeah there there's the face oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i know i know gilmore's out who's who's in now uh heck if i know um <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> right. I was like, well, it goes to show you how much it means to me, you know, like, because, you know, like, I'm, I'm happy to be part of the Church of Satan, like, and to be an original Levain Satanist, but, um, you know, I could rip up my membership card right now. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just a piece of paper. Exactly. Like, I, I, I know, you know, the kind of person that I am on the inside. I don't need a card or a piece of paper telling me what i am and what i'm not so so you know i'm just like you know in true satanic fashion you know my wipe my ass with my membership (laughs) (laughs) fuck yes (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, like I said, we were going to put a pin in it. Let's swing it back around. I need to hear some stories from your mom back in the day knowing Anton LaVey. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what, you know, this is a story that I usually tell people off of firsthand is that, um, my mother uh, was born in Burlingame, which was uh, which is south of uh, San Francisco. Uh, she went to Woodside High School. She dated uh, a man named David in high school that co-wrote songs with Jerry Garcia. Oh wow! Uh, she she knew the Grateful Dead when they were known as I believe they call themselves the Goblins. I think. Or something like that. But she knew them back in high school. Like she she grew up with them. Um Robert Zemeckis was a neighbor of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she she had an absolutely fascinating uh, you know, child rearing and growing up. But uh during the hippie movement, you know, she really got involved with that because uh she was the middle child of five five children. Um, so obviously she had middle child syndrome to the extreme. Yeah. Uh, and so she started hanging out in the Haight-Ashbury district and became a hippie. And that woman to her last breath was a hippie to the very last, even so to the point where she died on 421. And we thought that was so, (laughs) we thought that was so funny that she didn't die on 420 because she she wanted to, yeah, she she wanted to honor the 420 holiday. Like, so she didn't die on 420. She died on 421. We we thought that was so funny. That's we were like, yeah, yeah, that's my mom. Like, yeah, like that's her. Satan bless her. Um, anyway, so she, you know, so her and her friends always used to hang out and stuff like that. Well, they were hanging out in the park one day. Dude, you know, was just passing through, you know, talking to people and walking up and just kind of getting conversations started. And uh, it just so happened that one time it was Anton LaVey and uh, he was just kind of sitting out and hanging out and, you know, jamming with them and stuff. And they got to talking. And uh, she said that one thing she noticed about Anton was how charismatic he was like it didn't matter what social setting you were in if Anton addressed you he would make it feel like you were the only two people there where yeah if he was like talking to you she said it was the trippiest thing she said it was so trippy he would make eye contact with you and he would speak in such a tone that it seemed like the entire outside world would just like dissolve away where it just it felt like it was just the TV talking and then of course like somebody else would try to insert themselves into the conversation and of course he'd pay attention to them but she said that, that was the first time she ever saw something like that where a man could address a crowd as if it was singular she said it was the most interesting way of of you know seeing how you know stuff like that goes well the more they talked the more hung out and of course anton invited my mother along with a few other people to hang out with him you know and of course that's how my mother got involved um with the order of the trapezoid well it was only for a brief moment um which I'd probably say, I think my mother's time in the order of the trapezoid, I think might've been like half a year at most. Mm. Um, because by that time, um, the order of the trapezoid kind of dissolved and Anton knew he's like, okay, well, this whole theistic thing isn't going the way I thought it would be. He's like, maybe I need to do like a, 
like a different approach or maybe I need to think about this. So he's like, okay, y'all hang out. I'll come back with you later. And then it was about a year after that. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be forming this new um, church and stuff called the church of Satan. And these are my philosophies and I'm actually writing them down in a book. And I'd love to get you guys to join up and give me what you think and stuff like that. And then of course, by that time, the you know he was involved in a relationship and he had himself his lion like and so it was around that time when not only was the church of satan really starting to take off but a lot of people were taking notice mm. uh, of the church of satan because of how controversial it was especially know? during and that then, time period it was it was all movements going on and the time period that like the whole movement thing was going on all these communes were popping up and and these small little new religions and so, oh yeah, it was it was totally like a modern uh, bohemian revolution, mm-hmm. like completely where it was like art and philosophies and spiritualism and music and I mean it was just it was this whole bohemian movement that was just so incredible and I can only imagine what it would be like to be in the center of it and take Mm -hmm. part in it and you know like you would really have hope for the future if you were in the middle of that where you'd be like oh like the future is going to be so awesome because if we're here in this moment and this is how society is and we're like expanding our minds and you know we're being you know really like thought provocal and like where we are in 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 the nature of the universe and stuff like that like i can only imagine what society is going to be like after the year 2000 and of course you know here we are and it's like wow i think we actually took a few steps backward <laughs> how the heck did that happen right. uh, but here, I'll get to one of my favorite stories. Um, so whenever you go over to uh, the church and it, whether you were there for an actual black mass or if you were there just to hang out and just kind of, you know, spend your day, um, it was one of the front rooms. It was called the Red Room because it was all decked out in red and it had like red velvet and carpeting. Absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where most of the people would hang out. Mom uh, used to recall that it wasn't long um, after he founded the after Anton founded the church um, where a man by the name of Charles Manson, who had his own philosophical ideals and and religious beliefs, um, started coming over because he thought what the church was doing was really excellent, like really groovy. Um, And I was just absolutely loving the movements. And so he would come over, you know, like try to talk to Anton and, you know, want to hang out and stuff like that. And of course, he hung out a few times, um, you know, with like the rest of the coven members and stuff and the Red room and they'd all sit and you know share a blunt or two and you know just talk and rap about whatever shortly after that um anton you know made an address to the people who were there at the time and he said listen he's like i've had a couple of talks with this dude and um i don't like him so next time he comes over can you tell him that he's like not welcome here anymore like i'll do it myself and like i'll sick my fucking lion after him if i have to but he's like i i don't want this dude coming around anymore it's just it's the things that he's expressed to me um are not only alarming but uh they're not something that i want associated with my church so if he ever tries coming over again tell him to hit the road right so 
they're like, okay, fine, you know, like we'll we'll do that. And then of course, you know, Charlie wanted to come over again. Uh, it was one of the coven members. I think his name was Jake. Um, where Jake answered the door and he's like. Hey man, just let you know, like Anton doesn't want you coming over anymore. Like it's just he's way too busy and he's got stuff going on. And, and like when you come over, you've always got this like train of people behind you because by that time, Charles had you know started forming the you know Manson family per se and had mm-hmm. like a train of groupies following behind him. It's like you always bring in this weird shit, and it's like so kind of like you know, please kindly f off, you know. <laughs> and of course, I think uh, I think Charles took that a little too hard because that, then um, was that, they start. I was going to oh, say, go was that the, was that the straw that broke the camel's back, and he just couldn't wait? He had to go take out the tape. Well, see, and here's the thing is that, um, you know, he knew, uh, you know, people within the church. And, of course, uh, one of the victims of that infamous night uh, was a well-known coven member of the Church of Satan. Mm. Um, I did not know that. uh, But afterward, he uh, started hanging out in uh, a cave that was, like, on the beach. Um, you know, like down in San Bernardino, I can't remember where exactly it was, but it was kind of like a cave. Um, and my mom said that that's, you know, where like the Manson people started hanging out. That was like their spot. Mm. Um, what was, fu- but the funny part of this story is that uh, my mother and my father uh, got sent uh, to prison for three years in the 1970s like in the mid 1970s mm-hmm. and while my mother was in prison uh she uh was in the same prison as one of the manson chicks it wasn't squiggy from it was it was the other one um and of course her her name escapes me right now yeah. because i've got memory problems but she recognized my mother and she goes hey like were you one of LeVay's chicks? Like, I remember seeing you like hanging out <laughs> at the church and stuff like that. My mom's like, yeah. She's looking for protection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, she, as her eyes dart across the room looking for the nearest exit. But yeah, my mom, my mom said that, yeah, they kind of buddied up in prison um, because uh, she knew her from the Church of Satan and obviously she knew her because she was a Manson chick um, and made her um a piece of prison art which was i think it was i think it was she made her an evil eye because mm. it was the two popsicle sticks that are together and then you put yarn on yeah. it and it makes kind of like that diamond shape mm-hmm. um she made that for my mother while they were in prison so i remember my mom telling me hey did you know that that was given to me by a manson check and i'm just like what like <laughs> huh? And so then she told me that story, how they met up, uh, met up in prison and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, that is so effing weird. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> You've never told me that part of the story. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And that is that along with like her, her satanic Bible and her original membership card and stuff like that. Um, that's all at my stepfather's house. Cause mm-hmm. after she passed away, um, I didn't really get to grab any of my mother's possessions and that is still in his storage unit. So I don't have access to it right now, but 
Maybe one day I will. I hope I do. Yeah. I don't, the only stuff I have is the stuff that she gave me while she was alive. So <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, hopefully, you can get your stuff, your hands on that stuff. That definitely, definitely belongs to you. <laughs> I hope so. Some of them are like satanic historical artifacts, right? Like, I mean, I mean your, come on now. Your mom's membership card alone. It's it's what it's the it's the paper one with his like actual signature on it. Oh yeah, with his with actual in pen, you know, back when he used to do his signature with a little devil devil tail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, yeah, kind of bring it back. Um, you know, like like where you are, where are you at these days? Um, you know, what are you doing? Um, well, what's going on with your Satanism? Uh, pretty much just, um, you know, I, I read a couple of passages from uh, the Satanic Bible every day because, as every Satanist will tell you, um, you know, constant knowledge and, you know, keeping the knowledge fresh in your brain is what's important. Uh, so you got to keep got to keep up with it. So, you know, I just take a couple of pages and just read a few passages. Um, I work on content for uh, my platform on TikTok, you know, whether it be troll responses or, uh, you know, an interesting or an interpretive way of covering uh, the subject matter of, you know, Satanism versus, you know, Christianity or Satanism versus Muslim or, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I just pretty much work on my content for TikTok, um, you know, on a daily basis. And, you know, I just pretty much live each day, you know, as, as deliciously you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Um, let's kind of wrap it up now. But uh, do you want to send out any thank you shout outs? Do you want to uh, plug your shit? Well, first of all, you know, Denny, uh, you are part of the Bezel Buds. So, you know, obviously I want to say thank you to the Bezel Buds. So you and Aaron and Dalton and, of course, all my Bezel Bud buddies like Ben. We love Ben. Um, (laughs) You know, and of course, so thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, for being supportive and being my friends because, you know, friends, especially over a long distance, are hard to come by nowadays. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's so great that we formed this camaraderie, you know, amongst one another. I think that's great. It is. Um, is that- shout out to my shout out to my mom in hell. Love you, babe. Hope you're okay. Um, I love <laughs> she's it. Probably, she's, she's having a wonderful time, I'm sure. Hell yeah, she's um, partying her ass off. Right, she's just shaking her booty in Satan's lap right now. Um <laughs> To which I could say, hey, mom, save some for me. Oh, um, of course. There it is. <laughs> Especially after that one TikTok you did where you were always eating the popcorn on the fucking couch and you were watching Legend and the fucking Winston. Oh, dude, I was fucking oh, yeah. dying. Anybody? Yeah, uh, that, go ahead. Dark, Lord of Darkness from Legend. <laughs> yeah, definitely part of one of my sexual evenings for sure. <laughs> Like take me, daddy. Like take oh. me right now. <laughs> Some of the content you put out, dude, it's it, it's fucking epic. It's great. Um, and you know, you're talking about the educational stuff. Like you put out that the 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 series on the the nine satanic statements, and then you did it the series on the eleven satanic laws of the earth, and then the one series on the different sects of Satanism. Anybody, if if you haven't followed his page yet, um, check it out. Those were amazing series. He covered a lot of information and really cleared things up. Yeah, no, this, this guy's a great fucking content creator. So you definitely got to check him out. And the oh, bees, thank you. of course, baby. 
but other than that, yeah, no, um, go ahead. Yeah, continue. Any, any more shout outs? Uh, do you want to plug your TikTok? I was like, yeah, give me a follow on TikTok. Uh, you can find me at the gay Satanist, all one word. Um, and of course, like you made mention, I have a 12 part mini series exploring modern Satanism, which covers uh, theistic Satanism, rationalistic Satanism, such as the Church of Satan, Satanic Temple and reactionary Satanism uh, just covers all those subjects. And of course, it covers the Temple of Set, Luciferians and anti-cosmic Satanism, transcendental Satanism. Satanism, duotheism, the Progress Church of the Final Judgment, even the Cult of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, so it covers it all. And uh, I've had people thank me going, oh, wow, I didn't even know these existed. Like, thank you so much for bringing this up. And it's like, that's what I'm here for. Like, you know, <laughs> we Satanists love to educate. Like if somebody comes with us, comes at us with a genuine curiosity or a, a thirst to learn more, we will be more than happy to fill their cup. Um, pardon the expression, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> we will be more than happy to help enlighten them for those who seek it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, you, you stated it perfectly. And then, you know, <laughs> thank you so much for, for wanting to come on and, and, and share your story and, and, and share some time with me on, on the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I love sharing all the time with you on the lives. I had to get you on here too. Um, yes, my my pleasure, and thank you for having me. This is, I think this is the first time. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. Fuck so. yeah, I took your virginity. Yeah, I was gonna say you popped my podcast cherry. Oh, yes, <laughs> yo. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, I know the bell's about to ring, but um, like I said, I once one one more time wanted to thank you for coming on. Um, I will definitely see you over at the group chat. Um, just want to do my quick shout outs. Um, thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. Um, you know, I love you all. We all in study hall love you all. We appreciate everything that you guys do just just by listening to us and, and showing us support. Um you know, I, I say this on as many episodes as I can is I, I appreciate it more than, than any of you actually, actually know the, uh, the messages I get, like, you know, you, you guys think you're fans of us. We are 10 times more fans of you than you will ever know. Um, so I can't thank you enough. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my, to the mods in the goat farm. You guys are doing an amazing job. Um, other than that, I want to hail you all keep up the good fucking work Hail thyselves and hail Satan. Hail Satan. Glass is dismissed.